Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out right here on a Monday edition. Boone, good morning. 50, 52 degrees right here in Alcoa and uh, and not raining. That's huge. 60s, uh, Sandy Springs Park. Actually able to walk a little bit. Yeah, I'll take it, Wayne, though. Yesterday it was 60. Yeah, I was going to say, it'll get to, it might get there today. I don't know. It might rain today, but it ain't raining right now, and it's 52. I walk outside and I went, well, this is kind of nice. But, uh, but Boone, what about a weekend, a, a turning kind of weekend, uh, a weekend that, that Tennessee, I'm not sure in, 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 in all sports, but in the big three, in baseball, basketball, Lady Vols basketball, undefeated over the weekend. It's been a long time since we've been able to say that. You know, I know that's marvelous, as Billy Crystal used to say. That's marvelous. I am just intrigued by this men's team. How far can they go is the million-dollar question. And, and I just keep thinking we've never seen them put together the game of the year. We, we finally got to see Triple J, I call him. He went off the deep end finally and showed us some flashes of what he can do. Wayno, can you imagine a game if they all hit on all their cylinders? Yeah, I mean, I mean that. I think that's a glimpse. I think Saturday was a glimpse into to what could be and, and maybe what is going to be. You know, I think that's that's kind of what we got to look at. But I, I think what you saw Saturday was was a game that you saw Josiah Jordan James really hit early, and it really kind of loosened the reins a little bit on him. And he was able to play pretty hard, but uh, I, I love, uh, of course, what what happened Saturday. Uh, you, you know, I think I think everybody was, I mean, inc- including me, uh, was a little bit down, and and really looked at this game as as really one of our last uh, opportunities. And it is, I mean, with three games left, they're all your last opportunity uh, to have some success. But I thought. I thought Florida was a little suspect. I thought our two home games was our better chance to win. And, and it was just about us at that point. It was about could we could we bring it back? Could we play hard enough? Could we put 40 minutes together uh, to beat those guys? And, and Boone, it was it was amazing how the how the guys really one fed off early momentum from Josiah Jordan James, but then also Fulkerson had his legs back under him. I don't I don't know what had changed. But uh, he was able to play the full forty last night or Saturday again, and uh, and it made all the difference. He his movement when he did not have the ball, I stood there and I was like, "Whoa!" My eyes popped open. I was like in a trance. It's like I think he sneaked in there before the game, Wayno, and had a major vitamin B shot, or maybe two or three of them. But his movement was just – he was not going to be denied. Quick feet, shuffling, moving, moving, moving. And I have never seen him work that hard. Coming uh, – uh, I watched – it was a blown layup by Bowden, and he 
crashed the boards and jammed it home. Whatever he's doing, if he can bring that, we need it badly. And uh, I heard one of the uh, one of the announcers say, if you named a first team All American team, and it was based on hustle and movement away from the ball and effort to try to get the ball, you got to put Fulke on the first team. You talk about toughness. You talk about playing hard. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. A game high, twenty two. Points on 10 of 15 shooting from Fulkerson led the way as Tennessee knocked off for Florida uh, for their fourth consecutive time. I thought that was a huge stat, uh, that this is the fourth straight time to beat Florida. Mike White is um, is still very young at Florida, but I'm going to tell you that's a streak that, that's probably getting talked about on a yearly raise uh, basis. Yeah, Barnes has owned him, hasn't he? It's, um, I think, I think it was like 11 out of the last 13 times at home we have beat Florida. That dates back to 2003. But coming out, man, Wayno, we were – it's nice to start a game great. It's another thing that started hot. It's even a third thing to start like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We shot at a 48% clip in like the first half, 14 of 29. I mean, that's scorching it. And – uh Nine assists, 11 Gator turnovers. The only time, correct me if I'm wrong, this season that they've been held to 17 points the first half. Oh, I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it because they, they've got some shooters. You know, they've got some guys that can fill it up. And that Blackshear, uh, when they feed him down low, he's he's a pretty agile big guy, and he can do a lot with it. So That no. saved us from Fulke got him in foul trouble. Well, I mean, I, I thought it was great that Fulke just kind of was patient and kind of step left, step right, and said, you know what? I'm either going to score or you're going to foul me. And, and I love that mentality because it's what we say all the time. But, uh, no, I thought it really – when he was off the floor, they were not the same basketball team. And, and, and I thought that made a lot of, lot of difference. But Josiah Jordan-James, as far as stuff in the stat sheet, he had 12 points, eight rebounds, and six assists in his 40 minutes. And, and I think that made all the difference, too. I think it, what it did in pulling defense off of Jordan Bowden, what it did in pulling defense off of Vescovi, I, I thought it just made a lot of difference because no longer could you just slough off of James because you knew he wasn't going to shoot the basketball. He was a contributor there Saturday, and I think it made all the difference for the rest of the guys on the floor. Exactly. The, the, the pieces fell in there. Uh, Vescovi did not tear it up. Nine points. He was certainly a factor. He's getting smarter, but another leap day award for Mr. Pons, our SEC DPOY candidate. He finished with uh, two more blocks, Wayno, and I looked it up. I did take the time to do it. He's got 70 blocks mm -hmm. for the year. He needs four more, and he will break. He'll be our all-time blocks leader in this season. Two games to play. It's going to be tough, though. Kentucky, I'll tell you this, if you drive the lane and it is at Kentucky, you will be called on a foul no matter what happens. Right. Yeah, you just got to be clean with it. But the Vols uh, forced the Gators into 8 of 14 shooting and forced six turnovers in the first 12 minutes of this basketball game. I thought the big deal was Josiah Jordan-James connecting on his first two three-point shots that led the Vols um, in eight points through the – the first 10 minutes of the basketball game at the six minute mark of the first half, Jordan Bowden knocked down his own three point shot, 
his first of 10 points on the afternoon. Then a block by James on the defensive end, followed by a made three-point shot made by Santiago Vescovi, extended Tennessee's lead to 26-14 to and made Florida take a timeout. And, and Boone, I was there. Thompson Bowling Arena was feasting on the Gators at that point because they, they, just, they just didn't want to be there. Like, it was one of those, they started looking up. You saw them kind of looking around, and uh, they were like, this is not what we expected. This is a Tennessee team that's supposed to lay down. I heard the the attendance uh, numbers announced, and I thought, oh, Florida's not going to like that. They're going to be looking around thinking, why are all these people here? Do they know something we don't? Listen, but- listen to this, Boone. The Vols defense held the Gators to zero made field goals in the final nine minutes, 48 seconds of the first half. That is some kind of D right there. That's how you win. That's how you win the game. I mean, when you when you literally take nearly 25% of the game away from somebody, that's going to hurt. When, when you do all these separate things in separate games, that's why I'm so excited. I, I'm just hoping in the next two or in the SEC tournament, they grab all those pieces and put them in one game. Some people have given up on them. Some people said, forget it. We're not even going to make the either uh, or the uh, NCAA tournament. Wayno, you know what was weird? Uh, neither team had the scoring off the bench in the first half. That was a weird uh, stat. Right, right. I, I, thought, I thought that was kind of odd, too, but uh... – Florida put together a run there in the second half with the under eight minutes to go break. They were on a 14-2 run, but Fulkerson, as he did most of the night, carried things and stopped things. Uh, Fulkerson made a much-needed jumper with the shot clock winding down before Vescovi blocked a three-point attempt with just under six minutes to go. Uh, Fulkerson knocked down a three-point shot his first of his career Saturday. I can't believe he's not had one. Did you see it? I did. It was, I mean, nothing but net. Did you see that he was? He knew it was going in. Like when he shot it, you know how when like three pointers feel good about it, you know they'll leave that hand out there and tiptoe a couple times on the feet. Yeah, he left his hand up, and I went. Pfft. I mean, because when he launched it, I was like, "Well, there's another hustle play. It's good to get one off. You know, at least get it to hit rim. You know, I hear you keep it battling." And then it went through, and I thought the t- the top was going to come off that place. Oh, I bet that was sweet. There was one more uh, side to that. He and Blackshear were pleasantly jawing a little bit, just kind of having a nice stroll and afternoon talk. And he said, uh, he being Fulkerson said, that wasn't me. That was God. <laughs> and Blackshear uh, calmly said, nice shot, bro. That that was so funny when I heard that. I, I, I can't was, believe he's not scored a three. I mean, this is his third year here. Well, he really he he's really not asked to take many of them, and probably you know he's probably not that good at them, so it's not worth wasting a possession on because you need him down there to oh, rebound. So. Yeah. Uh, but but I thought it was funny post game. You know, I we stayed for the coach Barnes show and the player of the game and stuff, and of course Barnes was. Barnes and Kessling have, like, the funniest relationship ever. Like, Barnes picks at Kessling all day. Like, Tony White was there. I'll get into all that here in a minute. But uh, it was funny. They said, talking about the three-pointer from Fulkerson, he goes, yeah, we've been working on that. (laughs) He's like, yeah, we we were going to save it for just the right time, and and today just happened to be it. No, 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 no. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did, but – but it, it kind of got interesting late in the game, leading 55-54 with under two and a half minutes to go in the contest. The Vols 
inbounded the ball, ball with just two seconds remaining on the shot clock, and that's when Fulkerson stretched his three-point muscle and knocked down that big three-pointer to extend the lead. Uh, this, pretty much that was to seal the win, but Fulkerson grabbed an offensive rebound and made another dunk just a few seconds later, further energizing Thompson Bowling Arena with its nearly 20,000 people in and uh, and finished off the day in uh, in pretty pretty impressive fashion. Fulkerson, 22 points. Uh, Josiah Jordan-James had his dozen. And, and just quite frankly, those two pieces, uh, that, as they go, the Vols go. Hey, Something else too. I'm sure you knew this also. We we talked earlier about Bowden Jordan maybe pressing a little bit and having a few mental thoughts. And turns out he's now down there at the seventh all time on threes, mm. and he's tied with a certain individual. I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah, uh, Mister the Admiral, the Wizard plays for the Wizards. I'm glad he's uh, he's cracked the top ten. I'm glad he's down at seven, and uh, he's getting more confidence every game, Wayno. Hey, I saw him after the game. He's walking out with his girlfriend. Cool. He's a big dude. He doesn't look so big, and then you get you get close to him, and you're like, oh, you're kind of big. He is up there, six six five, I think. But uh, he, he's a humble guy. He was taking a lot of pictures with little kids and stuff like that. I always think that's great. I like seeing them in their – in their non-game environment, just to see how they act with people. Because I've seen both sides of it. I've seen guys that are, i got to do this again. i got to take more pictures. i got to do this. He wasn't that way, and I, I can appreciate that. Local kid uh, from Carter, you know, they're trying to, trying to do what he can for Tennessee. And, and I thought he had a pretty good game. Uh, late in the game, you'd like him to show up a little bit more, be a little bit more aggressive. But, uh, again, you know, beggars can't be choosers. But the five-point win marked – Tennessee's 13th home victory over Florida over the past 16 meetings between the two foes dating back to 2003. I knew we had kind of had their number. I mean, you look, even in their 06-07 back-to-back national championship years, we took them three out of four. I mean, that's 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 no, no joke. But up next, Tennessee has to go north to Lexington. That'll be tomorrow to take on the Kentucky Wildcats, their final road game of the season, and a 9 p.m. start time. That's tough on me. Uh, on ESPN, but uh, Boone, what do you see out of this team? I mean, I, I think, knock on wood, this is a really good game to build off of. You had nine turnovers. You had one on the first possession of the game. So, I mean, really, in the latter, you know, 39 and a half minutes, you had eight turnovers. So, I mean, I think this is a team that continues to get better, continues to understand that every game is going to matter in their growth. And I think you got a lot of guys pushing uh, to to make something of this season. The 16th win on the season, they're 16 and 13. It guarantees a winning record in the regular season. Uh, it, you, the worst you can do, 16 and 15 at this point. So again, uh, you, you, you're interested in how that makes you look to the NCAA, to the NIT. I think you know. I think they've got to win three games. They've got to win another game in the last two, and they've got to win about three games in the SEC tournament. I think they've got to go to championship day. But the door's not closed on these Vols yet. They, they've they been notorious for – well, the good thing, Wayne, though, is, is uh, we broke that two-game losing streak. They've been notorious for taking two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. We're really hot. There is a possibility that we go to Kentucky and play that – famous game of the year I've been talking about. Uh, 
but you're not going to get any calls against the Blue Bloods up there. You can't be begging for calls. If it's close, they're going to get it. It's just that simple. Calipari's going to distract the refs and freedom of uh, walking anywhere he wants to. We just we've just got to be the dangerous team. We got to get it in our mind. We're going nowhere without twenty. Uh, but it's so hard. God, Kentucky and then Pearl, our nemesis, and then two more. I, I saw an article, Wayne, that was talking about teams on the bubble, and, and it was talking about teams with 24 wins, another team with 26. Of course, they were smaller schools. There's a lot of schools out there with better records than we are. We're, we're I think, But I think you win these last two games, the resume goes way up. Yeah. If they can get a little bit hotter and just dominate Kentucky and Fulkerson get even better, um, Bowden continue to get better. James puts a little bit of pressure on himself. It's the weirdest thing in the world, just a simple foul shot. He he tightens up a little bit, and he's just going to have to work through it. But if we can get him off pressuring himself, uh, Jordan basically saying, hey, Forget being tied for seventh. I'm moving on down the list. There's no stress on me and uh, a couple wins. But it's it's just back to that one question. It's going to be so exciting to watch, Wayno. But um, what can these – what is this team going to do? Where is it going to go? What's their legacy? I mean, they they've – when you think about it, Wayno, they have lost in every little teeny way imaginable, and it's driven us crazy. I don't think they have any fears of, oh, no, we might flub up and do this. They've already done it. You know, I think uh, – and, you know, we could very well go on and and lose these two games coming up and and just really not finish the way we want to. But I don't know. I'm an optimist when it comes to Tennessee. I know that that sounds rough. But uh, I really am. Uh, I see turning points in all things. You know, I, I remember a football team a few years ago that couldn't they couldn't find their way out of a loss. You know what I'm saying? They they just continue to lose in in that come from behind fashion that give that person the ball with two minutes to go and they come down here and beat you. And then all of a sudden we battled. We we got to a point, we got a lead and we held it. And that momentum, that that feeling stuck with that team and they won, you know, six or the last seven or what what have you. And and I don't know that that wasn't what we saw Saturday against Florida because they were charging. It was Auburn all over again. It was Florida coming back. They're going to drive the lane. They're going to use Blackshear, and they're going to get a foul or they're going to score. And they turned the game into a Blackshear on um, Fulke yeah. contest. I mean, they they were just saying, we're going to foul Fulkerson out. And well, and when they, we do, it's all over. And then they got four on him, and I thought, Fulkerson, you've still got to play hard. Go sit on the bench or whatever. You can't stop. And he didn't, and and they let him play a little bit. But what I'm saying is, is if Florida would have come back and beat us, put tape on it, put the bow on it, put it in the mail, Christmas presents on the way. It's over. Number zero, uh, zero's got some pleasant surprises too. What's his name? Gaines. Oh, Devonte Gaines. You yeah. never know when he's going to just step up major. Hey, he flat swatted one. I love Saturday. it. And and you know it's funny because he comes down and he's like, oh yeah. And he's like a hundred pounds soaking wet. <laughs> I know he, like, he gets like, so Get emotionally it, into it. I love it. But no, I think he charges the team up. I think he's he's minutes off the bench that you got to have. But 
But no, a turning point in this season could have very well happened Saturday. We figured out a way to not lose it. You know, it's one thing to know how to win. It's another thing to know how not to lose. And I think Tennessee found that out Friday or Saturday against the Gators. And, and you know, could it could it propel this team to have a nice little run here at the end? Maybe. I think you got to be hopeful. You got you got to hope, and you got to play the game at a time tomorrow. You head to Lexington, like you said, blue blood country. No pun intended. Bluegrass state, blue blood country, and uh, see what happens. You're you're in their place, but again, the pressure's on them. Don't lose to Tennessee. Tennessee's lost to a lot of people. Like you said, even even the faithful few here, you've lost a lot of different ways. Don't don't lose to Tennessee. Lord of mercy. You lose to Tennessee, this is bad. And then Tennessee just needs to go up there and make them lose to Tennessee. They need to be just scorching hot. I like when they don't put so much pressure on Viscovi bringing the ball up all the time. I like when he's kind of off to the side and a weapon over there. Did you see his family came in for the first time since he's been playing for us Saturday? I did not. They surprised him. They uh, He was doing some little fake interview. They'd kind of set this up, and all of a sudden he's turned back to the where the, the locker room is. And he's talking, and they're just doing like a little faux interview. I mean, it was funny because you could tell those questions were not planned. It was like, so uh, what do you think about they, they're eating? And he, uh, he's talking, and you could tell he was kind of picking up that this was kind of weird. And then all of a sudden, uh, his sister, or no, it was his mom, came back and, and covered his eyes. And then they were like, you know, asking more questions, you know, Blah 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 blah, and he was he couldn't figure it out, and all of a sudden they took her hands away, and his his I think it was his mom, his sister, and his dad uh, was, had made the trip from Uruguay, first time since he's been at Tennessee since the visit that got him to commit and come to Tennessee. He's going to be in a really good mood and fired up for the Kentucky game if all that happened. I hope so. I hope so. And he he's a, he's a strong player. Continued to do great things and uh, and continued. Uh, to lead this basketball team. You know, I, I tell anybody, he turns it over. He really does. And, 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 you know, give him credit. His first turnover happened with about 39 minutes to go. He didn't turn it over again. He only had one turnover the whole game. But uh, you saw a, a Vescovi that he's – the Tennessee team's better when he's on the floor. I mean, he's the, he's the driver of this bus. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, whether he turns it over a few times or not, we're better when he's on the floor. So, I think you got to ride – you got to ride – you know Santiago and, and and let it happen, but I thought he played really well in front of his front of his family, in front of the home crowd, and uh, I think they carry a lot of momentum to Lexington. You mentioned Tony White, and uh, I did learn that he had fought a battle with leukemia, so he and I have something in common. The Lord blessed me, and I've defeated it three times. But uh, very pleasing to hear Coach Barn happen to just call him up and said, "Come down here and work with the guys a little bit." At the same time, he was driving his wife crazy, just kind of walking the floor, and uh, he got to get out of the house. I wonder if him showing up happened about the time that we started uh, getting some better play. I'm sure he's got tons of advice for our guys. I'd say, say, you know who else was there Saturday, don't you? Do not. Dale Ellis. Ooh, awesome. First time he had been back, and they said more than 15 years. VFLs. Yeah, two-time – uh, that's two. That's two greats to have in the house at one time. Tony White, big, big, uh, fifty-point scorer, and Dale Ellis, two-time the king, SEC player, of the king year. of the threes. Dale could hit it for me. Where perfect jump shot. 
man. Played but, for Don DeVoe. Yeah. And then went on to play for the Mavs mostly, right? Yeah. Mavs. Seattle, uh, Seahawks, or Seattle Supersonics. Super Wrong sport. But uh, either way. We gave them a nice present there with that effort. Right, absolutely. But uh, anyway, Tennessee take down Florida. Have Kentucky tomorrow. We'll preview the Cats and the Vols tomorrow with Jeffy Mack. But we're going to take a break, listen to these great sponsors. You're listening to The Grind right here, WKVL.com, 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Don't Don't miss it. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Did you know most employers consider soft skills as important as the skills it takes to do a job? Soft skills include things like attitude, communication, teamwork, motivation, and time management. You can take your career to the next level by taking free soft skill classes at the Blunt County Public Library. Find complete class schedule and registration information at www.bluntchamber.com. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Rule King is proud to offer firearms and ammunition at the lowest prices every day like the Maverick 88. Made in the USA by Mossberg, Maverick 88 pump-action shotguns are known for their toughness, reliability, and as the working man and woman shotgun. Complete with a six-round capacity at a 28-inch vent rib barrel. The 12-gauge Maverick 88 is now just $179.98, but hurry, this is while supplies last. You can order online at rkguns.com or check them out in-store at Rule King, America's farm and home store. Don't miss Pizza Hut Spirit Day. Help raise funds for Maine support. That's M-A-N-E support. The second Monday of every month at Pizza Hut, 804 Foothills Mall Drive, Maryville, 375 Hannam Street, Alcoa, and 2418 Airport Highway in Alcoa. From 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. all day. All you need to do is order a pizza from Pizza Hut on the second Monday of every month, and Maine support receives 20% of all sales. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 
Got golf? IguaniFarmsGolf.com 970-7132 Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Boone, uh, welcome back in. But, hey, you know, first thing we got to do is give a little shout out to, to this is first Monday in March, March the 2nd. And, and 42SD is working hard for the grind, trying to rebrand what we're doing here and get us off and running in, in a broader sense. Uh, 42SD.com, 42nd Street Marketing. They help us out in rebranding what we've got here. They're helping us with our website, thegrindonsports.com, and also helping us with social media. So if you need marketing or you need to rebrand, get the get the group that's invested in Blunt County and Maryville, 42nd Street Marketing. That's 42sd.com. Mike, Jana, and crew will take care of you as they have us and continue to do here in early March. But, uh, but Boone, I hear... There may be a big listener out there. Yeah, it just happens to be a, a fine Vol fan, Harriet Williams, the owner of Doggy Daycare. I mean, you've never seen, uh, you haven't seen the cutest dogs dressed up and put on Facebook in your life. I've got a cute dog. I just don't know about. I don't know about dressing up. She could dress my little Piper Schnauzer up, and I'd <laughs> I'd fall even more in love with her. She, she's a super Vol fan, has been for several years, and I've celebrated through the years listening to them. And uh, we get a little crazy listening to the Vols, trying to cheer them on. Uh, a little shout-out to her. She's one of our listeners. We appreciate that, Harriet. Yeah, Miss Harriet, thanks for listening. Always fun to know uh, somebody's listening to Boone because Boone's, uh, Boone's the man. Boone uh, needs all the help he can get. <laughs> hey, another I'm a mess. Sh- right. <laughs> That's funny. An understatement, but funny. Uh, anyway, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Hall, uh, he's, he's a great friend of ours and a good listener here on the grind. He, uh, he sent me some, some stats there over the weekend. His Greenback Cherokee baseball team got the win over Maryville this Saturday, 8-5. to five. Uh, Cade Lawson was the winning pitcher. Brady Allison Led the way at the plate, going two and two for two with four RBIs. This counted as a district game. It was first time Greenback has ever beat Maryville. That's a huge victory for those young kids, and something they'll remember, Boone. Life memory for their life. I remember back when we beat Maryville in that game. That's uh, that's that's really good. I, I know I know uh, Jason Ward. His his brother was on the team of William Blunt. First time to beat Maryville. So. 
there's there's some great memories there, and and those are things that you got to keep a hold of. You got to you got to write those down because uh, again, there's only one first. You know, it's just like last week we talked about Andy Heron uh, from Clayton Bradley High School. Uh, he was the first one to score a double double in his high school's history. Which again, a five year school got some more info. Five year school, third year uh, playing basketball, but still, when you're the first, there's not going to be another one of those. I hope he took a picture of it. There's just so many exciting times in my life, and I was so excited I didn't even take a picture. Well, Funny how we forget things through the years. What I know, it had been a long. It took you a long time to develop that film, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People don't remember what I'm talking about. I I was talking to my brother yesterday about that very thing. I'm like I'm like, yeah, you remember when you used to have to take the drop the film off at the at you well, it was Walmart for me. It may have been a camera shop or something for some people, but you drop it off at Walmart and you wait a few days and get it back. And he went, "What are you talking about?" Like the only Polaroid he un, he knew about was the ones they do now, not the ones that were older. Yeah, they're not familiar with that. Uh, it'll be ready in half a week. Phrases yeah. that we've yeah. heard through and the years, and you have no idea if they're any good or not. No, half yeah, of right. them, half of them dark and didn't even come out. Right. You remember the? Sorry, I don't know where this come from. This tangent, but you remember the the you put the whole camera in the bag and sent it in. Yeah, the little throwaway. Yeah, I go back there. I go yeah. back then. You still have some. Don't you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> not surprised. Not surprised. But again, great, great people connecting. Great people listening. So again, thank you guys for that. And if you're interested. And catching it, and you missed the first part of the show, you can go on our website, thegrindonsports.com. And every show we've ever done is right there. You can list it by date and, uh, again, listen to it in its entirety. So if you if you missed a show, you don't have to miss it uh, forever. Go on our website, thegrindonsports.com. But, Boone, uh, kind of stay on the basketball track. The Lady Vols finished up the regular season yesterday uh, against Auburn, got the victory. It wasn't – the prettiest of things, uh, they let the, the Lady Tigers get back in this thing, but the Lady Vols finish off the regular season nicely with a 56-55 to victory over Auburn. And the big picture, they did find a way, Wayno. Uh, they're hobbled by the, the same uh, villainous enemy, turnovers. Kind of exciting to see 20, yeah, what, 20 wins by Miss Harper. What do you expect with, uh, with initials like T.O.? It's got to be exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The uh, you referring to a certain football player that played at maybe Tennessee, UT Chattanooga. Yeah, maybe he uh, he's in the he's in the actual uh, names, most popular nicknames in NFL. Uh, speaking of which, Wayno, tell me who Baby uh, Purple Jesus was. I shifted to NFL here. No idea. Jesus was so fast; he was a great running back. There's your clue. Purple. And running back so good. I'm assuming it's Minnesota. That's a great assumption, Wayne. I don't know. Greatest running back they had. His initials might be uh, AP or something. Oh, Adrian Peterson. I never heard him call Purple Jesus. You had to be there in the team. Oh. Hey, there's some great nicknames. I out feel like there. that's a big name to live up to, just to be honest with you. But uh, 20 and 9 overall were the Lady Vols. 10 and 6 in conference play as they finished the regular season. A three game win streak, 13 and 3 at home, and a winning record on the road, 7 and 6. They went into this matchup at 6 and 6 with an opportunity to, to get all their columns in the winning ways, and they do just that. As the Lady Vols knock off Auburn, like I said, it wasn't the prettiest thing, and, and it was a late Renia Davis uh, score that really kind of. Push the 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 lady 
uh, Tigers to have to do a little something-something, but uh, Renai Davis tallied a double-double with 22 points, 10 rebounds, and freshman Jordan Horston hit a runner in the lane with .6 seconds left uh, to lift Tennessee to a crucial 56-55 win at Auburn to close out the regular season. Uh, When I turned it off, I was moving – uh, a family member yesterday, Boone, and it, it was one of those deals where. You Are you know, still walking today, Wayne? Well, I'm sitting at the moment, and there's good reason. But uh, <laughs> I've been there, done that. I'll tell you. I'm telling you, I'm hurting in places I ain't hurt in a long time. But uh, I will say this: uh, I turned it off. We got to the the place right, and we're unloading stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, Lady Vols are up by 13. This thing's gonna be a wash." I mean, because Auburn was was reeling. They were they were playing pretty terrible at the point, and. Uh, all of a sudden, it was like an hour later, and I'm like, let me see how this shook out, how we finished this thing up. 56-55, so I had to go back and w- recap it last night. But uh, Hey, if their girl, they're being Auburn, hits that last foul shot, we're tied and going into overtime. Yeah. And yeah. do you know how hard it is to win, Wayno, when you have two separate quarters where you don't break 10 points? We found a way, but it was a heart stopper. Yeah, I'll tell you. And Tennessee, unfortunately, has those moments. And normally it's just one quarter where they go completely to sleep and have single-digit scoring in the quarter. But last night they had two of those. Only nine points in the second quarter, only eight points in the final stanza. And basically just – I guess two of those came when it mattered as Horston knocked that down uh, to win the game. But Tennessee, like you said, 20 wins on the regular season, 10-6 and six in the conference, earning them a four-way tie for third place in the SEC regular season with A&M, Kentucky, and Arkansas based on the tie-breaking format and who we lost to. UT gets the sixth seed for next week's SEC tournament and will play at 8.30 p.m. on Thursday Uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. The Lady Vols will meet the winner of Wednesday's matchup between Missouri and Ole Miss. Either one of those teams I'm fine with playing. Yeah, me too, and uh, let's get 21 wins. That uh, Auburn's, uh, God, what was her name? Unique Thompson. She comes in, you're averaging 16. Oh, that's unique. It is. 16 points and 11 boards a game, and we've talked about coaches emphasizing the little battles they, they have to win. You realize we held her to six points and five boards. There were just so many little things that those girls did that helped us win. I'm so proud of them for that. Did you know uh, the double-double by Renia Davis, her 11th of the season, 29th of her career, ties her for 10th all-time among Lady Vols in uh, in double-doubles. you know who she ties with? Uh, of course, it won't be uh, Shamiqua. She'll be way up to top. I- I'll, um, tell you, I'll tell you it was a, it was a Holly girl. Um, initials BG. Oh, uh, Barb uh, no. Bashar Gray. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Look at that. Hey, you know what, Wayno? For some reason, I've convinced myself she's a senior. We get her back. She's already at 10th. It's going to be fun to watch her march down that chart. Oh, Davis, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Lou Brown is a senior. <laughs> she's uh, But she's been really good as a grad transfer girl. Uh, she was 3-3 three three from behind the arc to start the game. She was boom, 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 and, and really stepped Tennessee out there. Uh, Auburn was paced by Deza Alexander. She finished with 15 points, followed by Robin Bennett with 11. So, again, a little bit of disparity in leading scores there. But Tennessee uh, found a way. Uh, again, not the prettiest of wins. 23 points in the first quarter blew them out. 
and then nine points in the second quarter to, to, to really manage just a small lead at the half. But then, again, outscored them in the third, tried to cruise this one out, and uh, 17 points by Auburn pushed the issue, uh, and Tennessee just squeaks out a road win there, 56-55. to the the attendance at Auburn was not what you you were expecting. Uh, I'm not sure the Lady Vols don't have that many people at practice, but uh, 2400 is what Auburn seated uh, for this game yesterday, and 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 Tennessee gave them what they came to probably see uh, Tennessee. Because I'd be interested of those 2400, how many of those are traveling Lady Vols fans? Exactly, because they uh, travel well. They do the the same hardcore steady reliable fans i mean they can tell you the stats of the girls sit there on the second row near coach former here's what i'd like to see wayno stop the turnovers better ball movement and passing better scoring better foul shooting and they did a really good job on defense and spurts i'd like to see them get really aggressive and jump the pass lane and just pick out certain players totally deny them the ball like they did the this unique Thompson and uh, improve the spurts. Of course, uh, we only lose, like you said, Lou Brown uh, and uh, is it Jesse Rennie maybe? And the rest of them are coming back, and these these three freshmen are going to be sophomores. But now's the time to really get better. Oh step no, it's it up. Harris. Harris. Yeah, Tamara Harris. Yeah, yeah. She's the one we lose. But uh, yeah, I was pleased. <laughs> Really pleased to see Jordan. Uh, she fouled the girl on the three-pointer, and then she's down like, oh, no, oh, no. But she waited just a very short time in the timeout. Coach Harper did a really good job. And you and I have talked a lot about the language of the players and the coaches in timeouts. And Jordan looked so hungry. She gobbled up everything Holly said. And Holly asked – or uh, Kelly, sorry, yeah. Coach Harper <laughs> – but she told her, she said, you're going to have a chance if you get it to move on into the paint. Of course, that would move her in closer. And she did everything she was coached up to do, and she got her retribution there. I was so proud of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, what does it mean for Coach Harper to get 20 wins in her first season? Uh, one, one of the goals, uh, she's – that's uh, – oh, it, it's a load off her uh, her mind. Wayno, we've done it. 43 out of 44 times it says i can do this uh it's it says kudos to me of course she's not that type of person but it's a confidence nod that i can come in early and installing my system and still get that magical 20th win and uh we'd we'd certainly like to ease on up there toward the uh the 24th win in this tournament coming up but I like what she's doing. I love how she's uh, she knows exactly the areas we need to improve on, and the the, the girls just uh, like the guys. Well, you know that that turnover thing. It they just got to get it down there and get more wins for yeah. Coach Harper. To me, though, I, a little different than the men. Honestly, uh, again, I think I think Saturday showed you as the men if they play that level of a game, they can beat a lot of people, uh, but. I'm not sure that the ladies aren't closer to being really, really good, uh, maybe closer to, than the men. Even though the youth level is about the same, there's not a team other than South Carolina and Mississippi State that I don't want to play in the SEC tournament. I will play Kentucky again. I'll play LSU again. All of that, if we can keep the turnovers under 15, we can win. I think, you know, even yesterday, 24 turnovers is what the Lady Vols tallied, and that's a lot. 
You, you look at their points off turnovers, you can just imagine where you're at. But Tennessee, if they can handle the turnovers, this is a long, lean Tennessee basketball team that knows how to rebound the basketball. And if Renan Davis can stay hot, uh, this is a basketball team that could be playing on championship day uh, in the in the SEC tournament. And they have out-rebounded opponents 21 of 29 games. We're loving that. It's going to be a pleasure watching Kelly just try to put all this together. And we're familiar with these guys now. We've, we've played most of the teams. Yeah, I think, I think being in Greenville may help this team. Being on a neutral site, not having to go to somebody else's place or have to stare down – 20-something thousand of your own fans. You, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's going to help us being in Greenville. I think, you know, the the, the cuffs are going to come off a little bit, and, and I think uh, I think we'll see Kelly Harper piece some things together. But, but no, I expect a few wins uh, in, the, in the SEC tournament, and then let's see what we can do uh, in the NCAA. But Lady Vols finished 20-9 on the season and uh, winning records at home on the road, and in SEC play. All great things for Kelly Harper in year number one. But, Boone, let's take our last break of the day. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Tennessee baseball, but we're also going to talk about local basketball. The TSSAA regional tournament moves on. A couple teams from the local area moving right along, and uh, a couple teams' season comes to an end. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com, Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. To celebrate 100 years of outstanding economic progress in the Blunt County community, the Blunt Chamber is pulling out all the stops by bringing in America's number one corporate and private party band, Party on the Moon, to the new event venue at the Airport Hilton on Saturday, March 7th for their anniversary celebration concert and dinner. The anniversary celebration kicks off from 6 to 7 with a lively cocktail hour of music and interactive displays, followed by an outstanding buffet and three hours of non-stop performance by Party on the Moon, the 13-member band. No stuffy speeches, this live band has something for everyone. General admission tickets to the event are $100 each and can be purchased by calling 865-983-2241 or online at bluntchamber.com. The Hilton is offering discounted hotel room rates of $99 for members wishing to stay overnight, group rates of $500 for six admission tickets, and $1,000 table rates for 10 tickets. For detailed information, visit bluntchamber.com. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. 
They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. The Alcoa Kiwanis Antique Appraisal Fair is coming up Saturday, March 14th, 2020 from 10 to 2.30 at the Maryville First Baptist Church Family Life Center, 202 West Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. And all proceeds support the Alcoa Kiwanis projects. The appraisers are caseantiques.com. So bring your coins, gold, books and documents, guns and military items. Appraisals for individual items are $5 each. General opinions for large collections, $15. And chili lunches will be available. It's the Alcoa Kiwanis Antique Appraisal Fair, Saturday, March 14th, at the Maryville First Baptist Church Family Life Center at 202 West Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. For more information, contact David Dugan at 865-984-6551. We'll see you there. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we're grinding it out right here on Monday, Boone. Uh, Boone, we've talked about winning balls, and we better not stop now. 
Uh, Tennessee baseball gets a sweep of George Washington over the weekend, winning Friday 7-1, come from behind, winning Saturday 7-3, and winning on Sunday 10-0. The Saturday matchup had me sweating a little bit, Boone, as they go down 3-0, and then all of a sudden, here come the Vols. They jack one to get it to 3-1, and then the rest is history. They just get hot, change, make George Washington change a pitcher, Next thing you know, it's seven to three Tennessee. Come from behind fashion. Yeah, there's so much going on over there. We know uh, the really good players from last year. I noticed they moved him down. Uh, what's his name? Pete Durkay moved like him down to seventh, and I'm like, man, he doesn't even start all the time. And uh, he he was so good last year. They got it going on, this this pitching formula they do, the multiple pitchers. Uh, of course, last year they had like a 980 fielding percentage. You, 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 <laughs> that ain't bad. No. <laughs> and uh, I probably counted seven or eight players hitting over 300. He, he's got them going, man. It's just you got to be excited about that. You know, what, what's the one thing if you, if you have your dream of dreams that you pair with great pitching? Big bats. Oh, yeah, big bats. 22 uh, home runs on 12 games. Double-digit players having hit home runs. I mean, those are stats you can't make up. You can't create. And the thing is, is everybody's like, well, you know, it's non-conference. Let's see what they do in conference play. And I agree with that. You know, you can be the undefeated non-conference schedule and still not look real good in the SEC because that's murderer's row of baseball. But – you play the games that are in front of you. They've played number one Texas Tech. They've played number 25 uh, Stanford. They've played a Houston team that, that was supposed to be a pretty good baseball team. Uh, I love what Coach Vitello's doing right here. What I love is watching yesterday or listening to yesterday, actually. This is a team that wants to win. This is a team that feels good about their position and, and never, you know, a couple years ago when he first got here, you saw a press when we would get behind. You would see guys swinging at stuff that they should never have swung at. You you would see guys chasing pitches because they didn't know that they were going to have another one coming their way. And that's not this team. They literally plink it, plink it, and they'll still leave the bases loaded from time to time. They'll still, you know, hit into a double play and do their thing. But they don't they don't look defeated going to the bullpen. They don't look they don't look uh, or the dugout. They don't look uh scared coming out of the bullpen. They, they're a team that, that's fun to watch. And quite frankly, a confident baseball team is usually a team that is fun to watch. And there's nothing worse than one player taking the whole team on his shoulders and, and saying, I have to do this now, press, 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 bad result. You lose it, playing for the team concept. But, Wayno, do you realize we have hit 22 home runs and allowed only 20 runs I mean, you win a lot of baseball games that way. That's that's one way. Uh, I I know we've we've had some really really tough opponents and um, some not quite so tough. But the Sunday's two home run outing was our our tenth multi home run game of the season. We're leading the entire nation. Fans need to realize this. Get over there and get a piece of this action and watch it. Uh, our home run total, like you said, has climbed to 22. 13 different players have hit home runs. 
six of our 13 have, have said, you know what? I'm not satisfied with one home run. I'm going to go ahead and hit two here. <laughs> uh, and through 12 games this year, uh, Sunday's shutout was the uh, the third of the season. And at Leith, he's only a junior. You need to go over there and watch him pitch. He's a strikeout machine. He's already got 27 Ks, and he's only pitched 14 innings. Good stuff. Again, you win a lot of ball games that way. But Boone, as we as we hit the end of the sh- at the end of the show here, about four minutes till the top of the hour. Uh, one thing I want to want to mention: uh, the ladies are back in action in the local TWSAA regional tournament. Um, ladies held at Fulton High School for AA. Uh, Alcoa will take on Gatlinburg Pittman tonight at 7.30 p.m. at Fulton High School. Again, get out there, support your Lady Tornadoes as they look to get to the the semifinals of the region, or actually to the final matchup of the region. This is the semifinals uh, with an opportunity to play the winner of Northview Academy and Carter. So, again, the ladies will play tonight at 7.30 at Fulton High School if you're a Tornado, and if you're a if you're a rebel, you can get out and go to Bearden High School tonight at six o'clock as Maryville uh, will play Oak Ridge uh, with an opportunity to go to that final game to play the winner of Bearden or Farragut. Again, both uh, uh, this is both are great matchups. Um, both are good, and then with both of them being in Knoxville, you could go to you could go watch Maryville and then hightail it over there and and, and catch Alcoa. Uh, to play on the back end. So, again, uh, wish the best of luck to, to both of those representatives from the local area and uh, and wish them the best in getting an opportunity to hopefully play for a regional championship. Yeah, the Alcoa girls are, are coming on uh, several years now. They've been getting better and better, and it's exciting to see how far they're going to march into this tournament. Yeah, and if you haven't had a chance to get over and watch Danae Fritz for, for the Lady Rebels, uh, she's something to watch. She has a Cincinnati uh, basketball offer that's a pretty big deal for the lady side of things and uh, she's a, she's a rebounding machine a scoring machine and then what she does in distributing uh, to her other ladies uh, makes a big difference for this basketball team wish the best of luck to coach west and his girls as they battle oak ridge tonight for a chance to play in the regional championship but uh, i think they uh they're coming off a loss there just a few few nights back uh, they're they're a little energized a little charged and we'll see how if they can carry that battle uh, into the the regional semis as they let's just say did uh, a lot of great things there just a couple nights ago. Uh, I, I looked at one point and they were ahead forty one to nineteen. Uh, they were they were putting some uh, putting some uh, rubber to pavement right there uh, in the in the opener there that they played in the region. But Boone, uh, wish the best to the tornadoes, Lady Tornadoes, and the Lady Rebels as they march on in in championship form. But uh, we've run out of time. Uh, we've got to get on out of here. If you missed part of the show, want to get it back, get on our website, thegrindonsports.com, or go online and like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, the Grind On Sports. You can find them at all those places. And enjoy at your leisure. Again, all the shows from last year and a half posted every day. But Boone, uh, thanks for coming in. Stay warm, stay dry, and I'll see you see you next week. But hey, if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. We'll be back tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. <laughs>